Podcast. <laughs> podcast. How many times have we done this? Your podcast. You're still fucking this up. Podcast. 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 Hello and welcome to Na 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 Podcast, the Batman podcast for people who are a little turned on by Batman. I'm Danny. And we are watching every Batman movie from 1943 to the present. Uh, Chelsea, what did we watch this week? This week, this week we watched uh, La Mujer Murcielago, which means Batwoman. Yeah, Batwoman. This is a Mexican Batman ripoff about a, a bikini bat, Batman who is also a wrestler. Yes, she's also a wrestler. And a super spy. Yeah, this felt like five different movies. If you told me there's like three or four different directors that direct like different parts of this, I would totally buy that. Yeah, no, and it was, but it was beautiful. Like the locations. She was beautiful. Oh yeah, the locations. Yeah, yeah she's also really yeah. hot, like super hot. Uh, how are you doing, Chelsea? I'm all right. It's just uh, nice and finally fall weather. Yeah, yeah, it's getting kind of chilly. Yeah. yeah, I think last time we we spoke, you were on your way to. Uh, you just told me this off mic. Where were you going last week? Oh, Southampton. I was Southampton. Southampton. That's where Mackenzie, my boyfriend, is from. And so I had been pestering him to take me home with him. And he had to, his mom was out of town, so we went home to take care of the dog. It was nice. It was like beautiful weather, super gorgeous there. So many rich people places. <laughs> That we did not go to because we are not rich people. I was going to say, does his, does he come from a really rich family? No, okay, damn. Just a regular people family. Aw. Uh, but it's cool. And it was... I thought this was your chance to, uh, to, to be... To move up in the world. Yeah, exactly. Nah. <laughs> nah, that's not me. Um, my sister, though, has an uncanny knack for dating people who have a lot of money. Oh, yeah? She doesn't do it on purpose. Mm-hmm. Like, my brothers like to tease her and call her a gold digger. She's super not. Like, she has no idea how much money these people's parents make mm-hmm. when she starts dating them. And then it's like, oh, fuck. That's a lot of money. Like, her first boyfriend, their parents lived in a really fancy house and made a lot of money. And used to pay me, like, $500 to house it for a weekend. Holy shit. Um, and then her second boyfriend, his family owns, like, a sausage company. Which, like, it's a big company. Sure. Um, it's like... Sausage or I think that's something I've heard of. Or, it's not Jimmy Dean. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not well If she was about. dating Jimmy Dean, that would be amazing. Yeah, well, so. Hold you know, on I tight. Mean, if I you. Rich people. I need to meet some rich women. Yeah, we're gross. Yeah, People we're don't gross. like us. We're gross. Uh, we go to a lot of gross places. Yeah. Like comedy clubs. Yep. And, uh, do my apartment. Yeah, my apartment also. Right. Um, so, yeah. Rich people. Don't like us. No. But if you're rich and you're looking to date one of us, yeah. get at us. Yeah. Uh, find us, email us on the, the Facebook group. Just date somebody like, to make your parents angry. Yeah. Or even if you just want to hook up and uh, throw me some money. That's prostitution, Danny. I'm okay with that. That's illegal. <laughs> yeah, I'm okay with that. We don't have to tell anybody about it. We just told everyone who listens to us. I told everyone I'm open to the idea. It's not solicitation if it's not a specific person, I think. 
I don't know how the law works. I don't know. How, I don't know. They haven't covered that. And if I solicit someone through a podcast, can I get arrested for that? I literally have no idea. Um, I need someone to contact Mariska Hargitay, have her make them make an SVU episode out of this so we can know. Okay. Well, if the police are listening, that was a joke. But if a rich person's listening, that was not a joke. Ooh, if that was a re- rich police officer. The cops don't make that much money. There's no rich cops. That's a... I don't need to answer. He's, not a, he's not a cop, though. He's not going to... He works directly with the police department. He's like a vigilante cop. I don't think he's going after prostitutes, though. He's going after, he's like, violent criminals. <laughs> That's not true at all. Batman's constantly getting women. They're throwing themselves at him. Yeah, but he's always pushing them away and hanging out with a 12-year-old boy. Yeah, because he's a closeted gay man. No. Gay men are not all in a 12-year-old. Well, he's a closeted pedophile. Pedophile and gay men are different. Um, George Clooney, uh, I was going to save this until we got to those movies, but George Clooney said that he was playing him as a gay man in Batman Forever. That seems like a duh choice. Yeah. I saw this movie last night that uh, involved Batman very tangentially. It was really good. It was called The Wolf Pack. Have you heard about this? I have not. It's a documentary about these uh, these boys who grew up in New York, like six six boys and one girl, and they grew up in this apartment in the Lower East Side, and their dad is just like this anxious monster like to the, he was like so controlling he would literally not let them leave the apartment they talked about how like in a good year they might leave like seven times over the course of the year but there were like full years where they would never be allowed outside the apartment like kind of kinda, yeah and uh so they just grew up just obsessively watching movies because that was like their only contact with the outside world and they would like watch these movies over and over and they'd like type up the scripts and they'd like reenact them and they made all these elaborate costumes and stuff, their favorite movies. And they did, uh, the dark Knight, and they talked about like what an honor it was playing Batman and how this Batman like inspired them to eventually leave their apartment and go out into the world. And so this was fairly recent then if they were doing the dark Knight. Yeah, this was very recent. This was, this came out like a year or two ago. Fuck. Yeah. And they're, crazy. yeah, and now they're, they're adults and they're like just really weird and kind of warped because they, they don't, they had like, they stand up? <laughs> but they, they were homeschooled and stuff. So they had like no contact with anyone outside their immediate family. And like the, the dad wouldn't let their mom contact her mother. So they didn't know their grandparents. Like their only contact was with each other for like the first 15 years of their life. We're not allowed outside the apartment. It's like, they just speak in kind of these movie cliches and like that, that's just how they understand the world to be is like what they saw in Pulp Fiction. And they're amazing. And I want them to come to our podcast. <laughs> it was a really good movie. I'm serious. The Wolf Pack. It's on Netflix. Do really good. As far as I know, wow. yeah. I just like as someone who has anxiety and has also been around children, I feel like 
if I were a parent with anxiety, the last thing I would want to do would be to trap myself in an apartment with all of my children for 15 years. But I guess there's that like impulse to protect them and shit. I just know kids are alive. He, it just, the dad was so worried they'd get murdered or something outside or like, uh, people would try and sell them drugs. Is that a big fear of yours if you're in the apartment with someone for too long? No, that's flowers in the attic. Oh, okay, okay. It's uh, the kids get in the attic and they fuck uh, each other. Yeah. It's a big thing in the 80s. Didn't see it. Oh, Heard about it, but I've, I've never seen it. This movie didn't go into that. It didn't specifically say they weren't fucking. I didn't get that vibe, though. That's good. There's only one girl, so it would have been a lot, of, a lot for her. Or they could have had gay incest. You don't know. That's true. That's true. That yeah. was very heterosexual. Yeah. Why, why are you... That was super... Why are you being so homophobic about incest? Dudes can have incest too, Chelsea. Okay, you need to you need to check your privilege there. Checking my lady privilege. <laughs> right now. The privilege of being a woman. I'm it. Speaking of women, let's get into Batwoman or La Mujer Murcielago. Yes. So this starts off with uh, two shirtless men. Did you do any research this week about uh, the the cast or the? Mm-hmm. It's kind of a low budget. It's from 1968, and so it's a while ago. It's a kind of low budget. I wish there were more information because um, with the woman, like you see Batwoman scuba diving, you see Batwoman wrestling. I wanted to know if there were like multiple people as Batwoman. Mm-hmm. If there were like if she had stunt people. Or if in the casting, that's what they were looking for. They were like, we need you to be able to scuba dive and also to rest. Okay, so what's what did you find out? Were there multiple? I couldn't find that answer anywhere, actually. It definitely seemed like she had a stunt woman, stunt woman for some of the, the wrestling. The, the stunt woman looked like she was significantly heavier than the woman who... Yeah, but I think she might have actually done her own diving. Oh, okay. That that exactly... And also the diving was not good, so I don't... That doesn't surprise me. Yeah. It's better than I could do, though. That's for sure. It was... Are you talking about, like, the scuba diving itself or the diving into the water? Oh, the scuba diving. Oh, the scuba diving. The scuba diving was fine. The diving into the water, she just kind of belly flopped yeah. into the... Which, which makes us believe that she probably did her own yeah. water stunts. Points for that, I, I guess. So. I had a hard time with this movie the whole time i was i was trying to think of where i want to place her on our list and there were moments where i was thinking like this is she's there were moments where she seemed very competent mm-hmm. seemed like a really good fighter a really good detective and i was thinking like she's definitely going in at the top of the list and there's other moments where she's just so bad and the the gender politics sometimes they seem very progressive and other times like it this had come out 20 years before it did I would have said this was backwards yeah and this was behind the times there's one scene I'm, I'm not going to get into it here but I, I I suspect you probably had the same thought that, that there was one scene in particular where it just I was stunned by how you're looking at me like you don't know what no I think I know what you're talking about um is it at the, at the end the very yes the exactly very oh I was furious about that yeah I was 
That was ridiculous. <laughs> that was so bad. So, we won't get to that for a hot second, but yeah, that was fucked up. That yeah. made me very angry. So, we see two boys on a cliff. Yeah. And they're fishing. Mm-hmm. And they see someone in the water and they drag him to shore. Then a radio announcer announces that the body of a wrestler was found on the beach, the fifth in a series of murders that the police are, quote, incapable of solving. That seems like some... Yeah, I was like, oh, that was really shady. That was <laughs> yeah. very leftist radio. Yeah, that's... Uh, uh, <laughs> hey, come on, guys. Solving murders is hard. Might take the police a little bit of time. I just like that we hear that line while we're watching two secret like secret service police officers listen to the radio. Yeah, and they're and both I like, come on. Wait, come on. Yeah, they're like, come on. But I'm also like, guys, you're just sitting there listening to the radio. That's not how you solve murder. <laughs> He's not going to be like, also, so-and-so did it. Yeah. The, That's not how it works. Except for in that one movie. It almost was. Yeah, in uh, Batman and Robin, 1949. Yeah. That, that actually... That weird radio announcer thing. <laughs> they, they I think it all that. I like to think that this is that they're all part of the same shared universe, and so like, hey, it worked that one time. Yeah, <laughs> you gotta pay you attention gotta to all the radio just in case. So Mexican Commissioner Gordon says that a secret agent has been sent by La Agencia de Inteligencia Central, which the subtitles translate as FBI. But it's really CIA. Yeah, that was the moment I lost all faith in the subtitles. Yeah. Agencia de Inteligencia Central does not, that is not FBI. No, it's not. The secret agent walks in and announces he has brought Batwoman in on the case. They don't He's know. He's also hot. He's a good looking man. He's very attractive. Some attractive people in this movie. That's true. The secret agent walks in. Uh, they, they don't know who Batwoman is. So she ex- he explains that Batwoman is a very rich woman who uses her wealth to fight the forces of evil. Does it ever come up that she's rich? Does, is that ever... I mean, she lives in a nice-ass beach house. Is that her beach house that they're in all the... Okay. I'm not sure I realized that was her house. Yeah. But I thought she, she was... running it. I kind of expected her to have some kind of gadgets or something. Like, like with Bruce Wayne, he needs to be rich to afford all these things. Yeah, she... but she can't put a belt on over top of her bikini because then what are we watching? <laughs> I'm just saying it's it, her. Robot it, tits would have been cool though. That would have been good. Yeah. Like in um, what was that movie where Sofia Vergara had like the machine gun bra? Was that Machete? Uh yes, it might be. That yeah. sounds correct. Yeah. Um, I like how they followed up like, oh, she's rich and she likes to use her money to fight crime. Yeah. She's also distinguished in all sports, including shooting guns while wearing a mask, horseback riding, shooting guns in a hat. And belly flopping awkwardly into the ocean. Also, shooting guns on a old Wild West set is yeah. what it looked like. Yeah, that was the hat. It was like a <laughs> spaghetti western set, yeah. <laughs> she was shooting guns in like a Batman mask and like no costume. And then she cut to her on a horse with like a cowboy right, hat. Right. And then she gets off the horse and shoots a gun with a cowboy hat on. Right. This is the same sport. Right. I, I wrote down she can hold her breath a very long time. She did. She was swimming for a long time. Yeah, I was like, that. She, really she swims around. After she flops awkwardly into the ocean, she swims around at the spirit gun for like five fucking minutes while just smooth jazz plays in the background. That happens so many times in this movie. There's a lot of swimming in this movie. Before we 
we started recording, I was like, I really think that whoever was in charge of writing this and directing this was like, oh, we have cameras that can go underwater now? Yeah. We gotta write this in. We gotta, we gotta do it. Um, she also apparently became a great wrestler, because when you're a rich lady, you have to have hobbies. And embroidery is not interesting, even in the 60s. Also, I embroider things. So, <laughs> there you go. So yeah, she's wrestling in a Batman costume. She she normally wears like a bikini, but when she wrestles, she wears like a full like unitard. Mm-hmm. It's kind of gray. It looks like the Batman costume from Batman the animated series. And she she wears like a Batman mask a At lot of the all time. All times. All times. Literally, unless she's alone with Mario, the um, special agent guy. Yeah, I, I wrote a person. note later that this she wears it so much that it's it almost kind of stops being a mask. Like it's no longer a secret identity if you're wearing this twenty four seven. It's not disguising your identity if you're always wearing a mask. Also, for me, this is a little different concern. But if you're wearing a mask like that all the time and doing all these activities, your skin is going to be so fucked up. You're have so <laughs> many zits. Whatever, and of course she doesn't shake it off. She's a super hot lady with perfect skin, but that's a lie. And great hair too. Great hair. She's just really hot. I couldn't believe how she had a, like a lot of hair. I expected her hair to be much shorter because it's kind of a tight mask. mask. Yeah. Yeah. No. Well. Uh, so she's the, the secret agent announces that she's going to be infiltrating the the wrestling circuit, which she doesn't really do. She wrestled there a couple of times, and yeah, I I don't know why they included this wrestling, not even subplot. Subplot gives it too much credit. It just, I just really think it's because of how popular like luchador style wrestling is. Yeah, that's really. I I think that's exactly what it is. I think some guy was like, "Yo, you know, be hot. You know, be really fucking hot. So we'll put her in a bikini. She can't wrestle in a bikini. I've seen wrestling." So we're going to make her a wrestler so she can kick ass. But then also, she's going to fight people in a bikini when she's not wrestling. And someone was like, see. It, it's almost, the only thing I can think is like they made this connection between like the Batman mask and like a luchador mask. And okay, like tried to. to yeah. And tried to, it, it felt like they, I, I don't know. It felt like there's some scenes that were just cut out of this movie or something. Because this subplot it just goes nowhere. She never makes any inf- effort to infiltrate this. It just and she, she kind of does at the beginning with that phone call. Yeah, there's like one phone call, and she kind of gives up on this very quickly. But she there's random scenes where she's just wrestling throughout, and she doesn't even like wrestle when she's like fighting bad guys. That's not even like her style of fighting. No, she's very good at her style of fighting. Though. It's very well choreographed. Oh yeah, she is. She's a great fighter. But it just there, there's no. You could have cut every wrestling mention out of this and would not have changed the movie at all. Yeah, I just wonder if they like already released the posters or something and then they're like, oh, fuck. Now we've got to keep some wrestling. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's a cultural thing that like we, as white people who were not living in Mexico in the 60s, don't get. I almost want to re-watch this with somebody who speaks Spanish and have them like tell me how accurate the subtitles we watched were. Subtitles were not very accurate. Yeah. Like, I'm... I have a degree in Spanish. Okay. And they were not very accurate. So you speak some Spanish, and you can say, like, they, this didn't make more sense in Spanish. I think it makes more sense in Spanish. I think it's still not 
great. I think it's just like any movie you watch from the 60s where you're like, man, that's kind of weird. The wrestling part, though, didn't make more sense. Nope, didn't make more sense in Spanish. Okay, so so Batwoman parachutes onto a beach in a bikini and cape and a Batman mask, even though she they just fucking said she lives in this city. Yeah. She's not, like, coming in here. She lives there. Uh, so a bunch of reporters swarm Batwoman as she goes in to inspect the body of the, the guy who got murdered and washed up on the beach. She's still in a bikini as she goes into this morgue. Very sterile. Yeah. The coroner explains that the killer removed the victim's penal gland, and they all... Pineal. Pineal? Yeah, it, the reason it's um, named like that is because it's shaped like a pine tree. It's like cone-shaped. Are you sure? I, I've always said penal gland. P-I-N-E-A-L? I think it's penal. I don't know. All I know is that I did a little science research, <laughs> and it's shaped like that. It's shaped like a pine cone, so that's why they named it that. Okay, you could be right. Um, I like the part that follows really fast after that. Where um, the coroner says, we know little of the human body and even less of this gland. Uh, which I said, should you be doing this job? Should this be your job? I don't think the human body was that much of a mystery at that point. Right. I mean, this gland produces melatonin, which makes you go to sleep. Yeah. Um, so, so then we cut to the uh, the the... Uh, they also then make the announcement that there's just nothing they can possibly do to find this killer. They just have to wait. That is not good detective work. They're just giving up, just throwing in the towel right off the bat. Uh, the coroner did say that the bad guy has to be an extraordinary surgeon, mm-hmm. which is a good segue into uh, the cut, where we cut to a yacht named Reptilicus. Uh, I did not look up what that means. I assume it's like reptile. I guess. Um, where a scientist is telling a, his sidekick, Igor, come on, we couldn't come up with a different name. There were some parts of this movie where it, th- this felt like it, it, they couldn't decide on a genre for this. Sometimes it felt like a superhero movie. Sometimes it felt like a spy movie. There's a good like 30 minutes that felt like it suddenly became a monster movie from the 50s. Mm -hmm. And it just, the tone was so different. All the characters started behaving totally different. And that was like the the Igor and the mad scientist part, like fit totally in that. And no one else fit. Yeah. There's also a solid like four minutes of this movie where we just literally watch a stingray swim along the surface, like along the sand at the bottom of the ocean. Yeah. I was like, oh, that's nice. And then I was like, we're still doing this. <laughs> All right, three minutes later. So the doctor puts a, a doll. It looks in a, like a doll. It looks like a doll in a fish tank with a goldfish and then seals it and increases the pressure. And apparently they're trying to create a fish man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The doctor explains that only wrestlers have the qualities he needs to create a fish man, such as athletics and... No, that, that's the only one. That's the that's only it. quality he, he needs. And only wrestlers are athletic. Also, I was like, confused because how do you know what the perfect fish man is because a fish man doesn't exist and why do you... you we get a kind of explanation later. But Not like, really. It doesn't make any fuck? sense. Why would anyone want to make a fish man? 
I kept thinking the whole time that why didn't they make it like a Batman? If he was trying to, to make a half-human, half-bat, that would have fit so much better right. with the, the Batwoman thing. Like, there's a uh, Batman villain called Man-Bat who kind of did something very similar. Like, he was... I think his son was blind, and he was trying to create, like, a serum that would give him super hearing, like, bats, and it kind of... Yeah. There's a kid who can do that. Is there really? Yeah. I read a People Magazine article about him. Um... That's what he gets around. I've heard, I've heard about that with blind people. They have like face feeling almost. They can like hear so well. They can like some. This might have been the same kid who's like could ride a, a bike around or a tricycle. Yeah. And like, um, and he just like makes clicks and listens to the clicks come back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if they did something like that, if it would feel more what? No, yeah. I was just like thinking. I just I still can't get over. The, I literally just finished watching this before I came over. Um, and I still don't understand the fish man. It didn't make any sense. No. If they had like just one line about why a fish man would, if there's like something about fish that he was trying to, I, I mean, there are a lot of superheroes that have something kind of like this. The, the lizard in Spider-Man wanted to regrow his arm. So he was trying to splice in, lizard DNA because lizards can regrow body parts and he it went too far with it and he became like a full on lizard if there's something like that where there was something about a fish that he wanted to be able to breathe underwater so he was doing this it wasn't even a cool fish it wasn't even like a piranha it was like a goldfish and he wasn't doing it to himself either that would have been more interesting if he'd done it to himself rather than just creating one out of whole cloth and anyways and how does doll become a person like you you can't like if you'd taken it like if you were kidnapping people was that doll their body supposed to be a baby no, is that what they were going for like a doll i you don't took a doll and a goldfish and put them together like if if you took the wrestlers perfect bodies uh-huh. and you injected fish stuff into them so then they could like breathe underwater like fish and mm-hmm. like so maybe you could see that yeah but what and dolls don't become people? What could we do? I want to do this this new thing. We should start doing with all these movies. Where what if we could remake this movie? How would we? Actually, let's save it at the end. But I want yeah. to talk about like if you could make this movie, sure. what would you do to make it better? Cool. Yeah, let's do that. Okay. So on a boat, uh, we already yeah. talked about that. So they cut to the gym where wrestlers are wrestling and talking about fishing. Batwoman wrestles in her Batman costume. And then takes off her mask in the locker room to call a secret agent on a radio. And this is the, the only time we have any evidence that she's trying to infiltrate the wrestling ring. Never comes up again. Right. She continues to wrestle. But it's, this, it feels like the, whoever made this movie was just so obsessed with wrestling. And like the fact that wrestlers are like the only people who are good enough or who are athletic enough to become fish people. It just. I'm sorry, wrestlers. You can do more than be fish people. <laughs> and wrestlers aren't the only athletic people. There's lots of athletic people in other sports. It's so confusing to me. I don't. I think as soon as I can suspend like belief for a lot of things, mm-hmm. but I just cannot imagine a man who has retired, is a successful surgeon, and he 
spends his retirement traveling around kidnapping wrestlers to try to make a fish man. It didn't make any sense. So she goes to... There's a lot of things that don't make any sense because after she changes, she goes into this cave in the basement of the gym. Yeah. And she asks this guy there if she's gotten any calls. I didn't understand what happened here. So I think that they were like, they'd like bugged the line to the phone in the, there's like a, a phone on the wall in the wrestling room upstairs. Okay. And so he'd been like listening to the phone calls and he was like, nothing suspicious came in. And then as soon as she's standing there, they get a call that's like, uh, it's, I've got, he's, it's Jose. This guy's pretending to be blind so he can like sneak in around the wrestlers. And he got a boat for um, one of the wrestlers to go fishing that afternoon. And he calls the doctor to tell them they've got someone coming. So then she runs up the stairs because she's going to catch him in the act on the phone. And he's gone. Yeah. And she just like looks at the phone. That cave beneath the gym never comes up again. Mm-mm. I wanted that to be like her bat cave. And they didn't really go that way. No bat caves. We no. We bat cave in this one. It felt like that could have been and should have been, but it's not. So a bunch of scuba divers sneak onto a a boat and they kidnap a guy while he's fishing. A, a, a presumably a wrestler. I don't think they actually yeah, say that, but Swedish. it's Swedish. Oh, it is. Okay. Or the Swede. Is the Swede. Really what his name would be. The uh, subtitles were very bad. <laughs> That's a great wrestling name. The Swede. The first guy that was killed, his was better. He was the lightning bolt. That's a great wrestling name. Fuck yeah, it is. Were you a friend to, to pro wrestling? No. Me neither. Never. I've got a coworker though who's obsessed with it, and it's so weird. Like as, the, like I feel like it's such a childish thing. He said as he recorded his Batman podcast. Um, I actually used to work with someone who was a wrestler for a couple of years. Like, oh yeah. For WWE, he was like a smaller name, and he was mostly the person that got beat up by more famous guys. His name was Kurt. Mm-hmm. And he had, uh, he dyed his hair blonde, but the first time I, he ever, I ever saw him, I asked the manager, I was like, who is that man with the yellow hair? Because of like the peroxide had turned it yellow instead of like a blonde color. Mm-hmm. Um, super, super nice guy. Like really just a great human being, but just being like, yeah, you were a pro wrestler. Wow. And now you're working at this restaurant with me. Yeah. Life's crazy. I guess it's one of those things where, like, you think of them as making a lot of money, but I, I guess there's only, like, the people at the very top who are mm-hmm. making a lot, and then there's a lot of people below them who aren't... Well, and they're all addicted to painkillers and all kinds of other drugs. I've there's, heard that. Yeah, there's a great documentary on Netflix about it that I can't remember the name of. Maybe it's actually on HBO. Um, but, yeah, it makes sense because you're getting the shit beat out of you all the fucking time. Sure. Your body is, you're going to be in constant pain. Yeah. And if you just take a bunch of painkillers and you'll go to sleep, so then you need uppers. It's so crazy. And, and when everyone's like, it's fake, I'm like, yes, it is fake. Like, it, it is and it isn't. It's fake in the sense that, like, the it's They, like, fixed. reverse and choreograph and, like, you know who's going to win. Right, but they're still, like, they're still getting really hurt. They're still each other. Yeah. Yeah. And they kind of exaggerate it and they do things to make it sound louder and look worse than it is, but they are truly... Genuinely getting hurt. Yeah. You can't not. Yeah. Like if someone's jumping off the ropes onto you. Yeah. No way to fake that. Yeah. 
So in, in response to your question, no, not ne- never really was into wrestling. Yeah, wrestling's dumb. I had cousins dumb. who were, and, one, and I used to get stuck um, watching it sometimes. And I know that uh, Brendan Dassey was into it. Brendan Dassey? Um, from Making a Murderer. Oh, the okay. Kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He, I, I wonder he if was I would have liked. I wonder if I would have liked it more if it didn't have, like, those kind of associations with it being kind of like a trashy thing. I feel like you would have liked it more if you were watching, like, Mexican-style luchador wrestling, because it's, like, still the same thing, but they have the masks, and, like, it's more like comics. I feel like that would be more in your wheelhouse. I saw a luchador mask, a luchador wrestling thing one time, like a local thing in Richmond, and it was pretty fun yeah i got really into it yeah i could see that it was this great um there used to be this skate park that they would do concerts there sometimes and between bands they had like this uh richmond luchador wrestling match that it was it was really fun they they had like a guy who he was like just so over the top this guy knocked out his opponent and then while his opponent was out he like got out like a card table and like spread thumbtacks across his card table then he picked up his opponent just slammed him through this thing it was crazy that's fucking insane yeah there is i don't know if it's still on netflix there's a great documentary about um luchador style wrestling called nacho libre not um, the Jack Black I am being facetious oh okay yes, obviously it's a Jack Black movie you know that was a true story is it really it really is yeah wow there really was a monk who became a wrestler to support this orphanage that's amazing <laughs> thanks Jack Black yeah um back to Batwoman yeah I think the fact that we're taking so many tangents is just very fitting for this movie because it's like things that should take one minute are taking like six yeah, this is a really slow, really inconsistent movie. Um, so the the scuba divers, they kidnap the, the, the Swede. Is the that Swede. The, the, They yes. kidnap the Swede. And they bring him back to the lab boat for surgery. And one of the goons informs the doctor that Batwoman is looking for them. And so they decide to go to another country. Uh, yeah. That doesn't go to... That doesn't come true. Doesn't really lead to anything. No. Uh, also... They keep calling the Swede a donor, which is wrong because that implies willingness to have his brain poked in. Can you survive having your pineal gland no, removed? It's okay. an epithalamus, um, so it's like really deep into your brain. It's like part. It's connect. It's connected to like your brainstem. Basically. Look at you doing all this science I research. I did science research. Boom. Chelsea is our official science officer on this podcast. Science officer. That should not be a position given to me. <laughs> well, I couldn't do an animal corner this week unless I did one about that um, stingray, which is not the same one that killed Steve Irwin. Right. Yeah, it's a, <laughs> that happened 40 years later. How long do stingrays long live? I don't know. I didn't do any animal <gasps> corner This would research. have been a perfect thing for Chelsea's animal you corner. Well, you look talking. that up. I'm, I'm going to keep talking. I'm going to how long these live. So the... Doctors, uh, he messes around some more with the fish, and then he gives this long monologue about how we came from fish, and so we'll return to fish. It's like weird Christian 
This evolution. is not how evolution works at all. From, <laughs> dirt, from dust, ashes to ashes, dirt to dirt. Fish from to fish. From the earth we come, to the earth we will return. From the fish we evolve, to the fish we will return. Not how it works. Ashes to ashes, fish to fish. Mm-hmm. In nomine patria, spirit to sancti. Exactly. Catholic country. And then there was this weird moment where it... it did it feel to you like he was going to fuck that fish? Kind of. It, it really of seemed... It really seemed like he was gearing up to fuck that fish. So Batwoman, Sans Mask, uh, goes out to dinner with one of the secret agents. There's two secret agents. They're both very good looking and very similar yes. looking. I did not remember both their names. I kept we getting actually only up. learn one of their names, I think. One of them's Mario? Yes. Mario Robles. That's the first one we meet. Yeah. He's the one that was wearing the red shirt at the beginning. Mm. He comes in wearing a red shirt. So Batwoman goes to, or she she talks with him uh, about the latest disappearance, and then she goes to the lab boat, not in a mask, just drives up on a speedboat, asks if she can come on, and they say, no, what the fuck are you doing? Get out of here. Like, I want to talk to the doctor, and they're like, he's not talking to people. Go away. Goodbye. Um, So then she sneaks on... In on board in her mask and bikini and cape, and why did capes never take off as like a fashion thing in the 20th century? That um, should be. Edna Mole explained it. They get caught in things and you'll die. Oh, okay, fair enough. I love the bikini and cape combination. No, it's it's very interesting because it's like it's almost like a cover up, but she intentionally like puts it behind her. Yeah. Also, I just like when they get the information about the doctor living on the yacht. It's like, he's been living on that boat for six months. He collects fish and has no known family. At which point, he is very clearly the bad guy. Just go arrest him. Yeah. And she finds some files on the boat and is captured by goons. But then she karate chops them and throws acid in the doctor's face. Yeah, he's real mad about it. Yeah. Fair, though. Yeah, absolutely. You get acid thrown in your face, you have a right to be pissed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the men chase her and she throws a smoke bomb and dives into the water. Where is she keeping those smoke bombs? <laughs> She's in a bikini. In the boob part, maybe? In the boob part, okay. Lots of ladies store stuff in their bra. Lots of ladies store smoke bombs in there. But how would she was swimming? She didn't take anything off. You would like a smoke bomb to me implies some kind of a dry element that you like. You would think. Not this science corner. <laughs> I don't have any answers. Okay, how about the the smoke bombs are in like a sealed bag. She's got like a Ziploc bag full of smoke bombs in her bra. Could that work? Science officer Chelsea? Did Ziploc bags exist in the 60s? It doesn't have to be a Ziploc bag. Some kind of sealed container. Maybe her boobs are just so tight it creates like <laughs> suction so they don't get wet. Okay. If you say that's possible, like then I'll... Like bikini is so tight. It's very tight. It's a very tight bikini. And it... As are most bikinis. Yeah, that's true. I don't have any answers. Science. Uh, science with Chelsea. Um, uh, so, so Batwoman does some... She takes off her cape. Does she take off her cape? Yeah. Right? That's right. They're, she takes it off and they're just like shooting in at the, at the cape. cape. Like, You're so stupid. One shot and there's no blood. Obviously, it's not her. Yeah. But they shoot like a hundred bullets. A long time. Yeah. yeah. Uh, just like with James Batman, where they're shooting at his swim trunks. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Why is this happening? It's a recurring motif. Yeah. 
So Batwoman does some more wrestling at the gym, and then she drives off in a black convertible, which is sort of the Batmobile for it. It's the closest thing we get to a Batmobile. It's a nice car. It's a nice car. No gadgets, but it's it's a pretty cool car. It's black. It's got a cool red stripe on the front. Right. Uh, But she's driving around in her mask. Yeah, it's so weird. This is the point where I really started to to feel like it's... If you wear this mask 24-7, then that becomes your identity. That's not hiding your identity. Also, she's constantly in a bikini, and I just want to be like, (laughs) you know what? You're in a bikini. Don't even worry about, like, eyes up here, fellas. There's your disguise. Just walk around in a fucking bikini. (laughs) So some goons spot her, and they decide to chase her because... They know she's Batwoman because she never takes off the mask. Right. And, uh, wait, I think I, I... No, this is, uh, you skipped one little thing. They, like, they follow her to, uh, a house, and then they're like, we're just gonna wait for her to come out, and then a bunch of people come out. There's apparently, like, a beach party going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, I, I thought something that came later came then. But, but first, there, there's just this big beach party. And was all the 1960s just beach parties? Yeah. I believe there were so many beach parties. They all played that same song during the beach party. Yeah. Um, And she talks with the secret agents, but I couldn't pay attention to the scene because there's this naked, emaciated child just stumbling drunk and confused across the background. Literally did not notice that at all. It's really weird. It's really weird. talk about the child, I'll talk about the scene. I am amazed that I missed it. It's this child who is like an eight-year-old child who looks like he weighs about 40 pounds, and he's just stumbling and confused and terrified, just stumbles across the scene. And, and it, they couldn't do another take? No, apparently not. He's just kind of stumbling and spinning and looking around, terrified. What? It was really weird. So I didn't see that at all. Um, basically... She's sitting with the two guys that know who she is, and she's talking about the fish man, and they're like, that's, you're crazy. Yeah, they, there's a recurring thing where they're gaslighting her really hard in this movie. They're really telling her, like, you're, this is ridiculous. There is no fish monster, even after there's just overwhelming evidence, they're still shitting on her. Which is, you know, feminism. (laughs) Um, so the international guy has to leave and uh when he gets up to leave she's like uh well if you never see us again remember us fondly and i was like that's like a black fucking joke yeah so dark i love it was she dating or hooking up with her had something going on one or both of those men neither Okay, I was getting weird vibes. I know she, like, flirts with them. Yeah. And they, like, flirt with each other, but, like, no. Okay. Because when the, later on, one of them stays over at her house, and he sleeps on the couch. Yeah, that was really weird. It was very chaste. Yeah. For a woman who spends her days walking around in a bikini. Yeah. No slut-shaming. No slut-shaming. life, but... So the goons follow Batwoman, and now everyone has masks. All the goons put on masks. And there's a... They're stupid masks. Yeah. They're little domino masks that don't cover up anything. No. Everyone can tell. And also, why are they hiding their identities? Who are they hiding this from? From the one you're planning to, like, kidnap and kill? Wow. Sneaky. Yeah. So there's a car chase, and then she just pulls over, and they pull out guns. She pulls out a gun. She starts shooting guns out of their hands. Which was cool. That was badass. I love 
Loved it. And then them all to drop their gun. Plus, her gun is a sneaky fold-up gun. Oh, was it? I didn't yeah, notice it that. Like, was a. It looked like a block, like her little radio thing. Oh it was like yeah. A, I think it might have been the same block as her radio thing, and then you like just pulled out a gun part and you could shoot it. That's pretty badass. Yeah, like a Swiss Army knife. Swiss Army like gun. Gun. Swiss Army gun. Whoa. Why has no one made a Swiss Army gun? That would be the coolest thing ever. Um. Anyway. That also <laughs> answers my question about where, where did she pull that gun out of? Yeah. That's still doesn't answer. I mean, she might have had it in like the glove compartment. Okay. Like, yeah. Um, so one of the men kicks her gun away. Yeah. And try to drag her away, saying that they're taking her to an isolated place. Yeah. This felt very rapey. Super rapey. Again. Second week in a row. Yeah. Of some super rapey scenes. Yeah. When she was like, are you just going to shoot me in the back? And he was like, no, I have worse things intended for you. And I was like, is there a gang rape scene coming? Is this like, what? Why is this, why does this keep happening in these movies? Yeah. With women, it's just, it's like very, maybe that's just my perception. No, that's totally how I read that too. But both these scenes, I, we had the same reading of of that scene. I don't think you're reading too much into this. No, it was very creepy. So then she gets away. Yeah. She fights, she fights them off. The police show up. Yeah. And then the doctor tries again to make a fish man, and he gets the, some scuba divers to place a G.I. Joe that they insist is a tiny fish man yes. face down on the ocean floor. And then... This part kind of reminded me of the kid Batman. Yeah. The little Batman or whatever. Little Batman, yeah. Yeah. Like, it looked like that. Like, yeah. Toy down in the bottom of the bathtub. Yeah. <laughs> Little Batman had better special effects than this. You like blow bubbles. Yeah, there's just science happens and it turns into a, the creature from the Black Lagoon. It wasn't clear what he did or what happened. So he was using radiation to increase the pressure of the water, which made it bubble, which made the Fishman doll turn into a giant Fishman monster. That doesn't sound plausible to me, but science officer Chelsea, does that is that a thing? It sounds like a hard no for me. But, you know, <laughs> I'm not Dr. Eric Williams, uh, an experienced surgeon um, who's now retired. So is that the name of this doctor? That is the name of the doctor. Okay, I did not. I'm so bad with people's names, characters' names. I did not write anyone's <laughs> name down. <laughs> you said Dr. Eric Williams. Like, oh, is that a is that like a politician? Is that someone yeah, I should know? Shit, who is that guy? Yeah. Uh, so the divers try to capture the creature from the Black Lagoon, but it fights them off until the scientist hits it with some sort of uh, high-pitched noise. Yeah, like a remote control the, thing. The, yeah, and like this noise like incapacitates it. This is another moment where it would have made so much more sense if it was a bat. Also true. Yeah, bats have hearing. Fish aren't incapacitated by noises. Um. But also it was a dick move on the doctor's part because he lets his divers get the shit beat out of him before he's like, all right, that's enough. Yeah. Let's go ahead and bring him back. Uh, he gives an instruction to Igor to prepare the wet mattress. Yes. I took a screenshot of that because it was so good. I was like, ew. <laughs> I'll, throw the, ew. I'll put the screenshot up on Facebook. Prepare the wet mattress. <laughs> 
It's such a good line. Like, I didn't even bother to, like, re-listen to the Spanish and translate it because all I want is for him to actually have said, prepare the wet mattress. Prepare the wet mattress. He says, okay, master. Screenshotted that. Oh, you really did. I really did. (laughs) Prepare the wet mattress. That's the name of this episode. Prepare the wet mattress. Prepare the wet mattress. Absolutely. So the scientist announces step two of his plan is the creation of a fish woman, or more specifically, a fish bat woman. Exactly. And then, like, his henchman who's, like, kidnapped all the guys is in there when he says that, and, like, they, like, focus on his face, and it almost looks like he doesn't want that to happen. Like, he's like, I'm not sure I'm down with this plan. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I couldn't understand anyone's motivation throughout this whole thing. No. Um, so the doctor's like, Igor, go strap the fish man down to the wet mattress and don't let anyone in there. And Igor does not follow those instructions. He yeah. basically just was like, I, I tied him down. It's fine. Yeah, and he... They tie him down, and then one of the lab techs just starts poking the fish monster in yeah, the eye. Yeah, fucking idiots. He's like, tink, 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 on the fish's eye. Yeah, and they, he, like he breaks free, and he kills him, and they need to pacify him with that high pitch frequency again. Well, Igor's trying to kill the fish because he killed the other two guys, and the doctor's like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. Also, the fish's name is Pisces. Yeah. Which is hilarious. They should have made like his the eye is his weakness or something because without that that scene it doesn't add anything. Why? It's fucking annoying. You're strapped down. Somebody's like poking on your face. <laughs> yeah. I would lash out. Yeah, of course. Uh, so Batwoman without her mask goes scuba diving towards the boat, but the scientist sees her and releases the fishman to uh, Pisces to capture her. Yes, or he will be punished. Yeah. The high-pitched frequency will punish him if he doesn't bring back Batwoman. So Pisces chases Batwoman for like a solid hour and a half before... At least two days. Yeah. It was a really long scene. Before she finally lights a flare. Which she gets from... Nobody knows. She just pulls it out of her cooch. (laughs) (laughs) It's a tampon flare. That's what it is. She's got a utility cooch. (laughs) <laughs> no, that's why she can't have a relationship with either one of those men because her vagina is a trap full of tools. And it's full of gadgets. She's got a radio. That's my she's now. got a radio. She's got a flare. She's got a gun. That, that's my head cannon. Now. Yeah, that's absolutely what's happening. Yeah, she could fuck a guy and just his dick get shot off. Ah! <laughs> oh my god, that's terrible. But so it only came out of her cooch. Yeah, there's nowhere else it could have. Uh, oh, and apparently Pisces is feared of water. Yeah. Not water. That would be hilarious. Yeah. A fire. <laughs> a fire. Again. Like all great monsters. Yeah, this is the, the part where half an hour it turns into a monster movie. Yeah. It's, Frankenstein. Yeah, it was really Frankenstein, really monster. black creature from the Black Lagoon. Um, so she just sets this, she kind of drives him off with the flare, and then she sets it in the ground and swims away. And he's held off until it burns out, and she gets she swims back to her boat where the secret agent is waiting for her. And the monster. And then there's the three minutes of the stingray. Yeah. Which we watched. Right. I looked it up. Stingrays live fifteen to twenty five years. Uh, so definitely not the same one. Not the same one, but cool. When they're born, they're fully formed, and they take care of themselves from the moment of birth. 
which is cool. Also, ancient Greek dentist used the venom from the stingray's spine as an anesthetic. Oh, that's cool. There you go. Animal corner. (laughs) Chelsea's animal corner. Uh, So she's climbing back in the boat. She gets in the boat. And Pisces tries to get aboard too, but the secret agent douses him in gasoline and sets it on fire. And they escape. Which I was just like, just swim around the like six foot long firewall. I, I, don't, I don't understand. Yeah. It's, this is... Also, how did he not catch on fire? Because he was definitely above the surface covered in gasoline when it was lit. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I hate stuff with water in, in movies. Anytime there's like a threat that's underwater, it, it's just so not threatening. I mean, it's just like, just, just get out of the water. Just, just get out of the water and you'll be fine. Well, it was also a weird parallel to the serial, I think, when um, what's-her-name gets thrown in the water and then Batman jumps in and then the bad guys light the gasoline all around. Oh, yeah. And then then they just get out of the water. Yeah. They just get out of the water. Yeah. But it's just like like with Jaws or something. Just just don't go swimming. Yeah. End of threat. What else are you going to do? You can't close the beach. Just go to the pool. I like pools. Yeah. Just don't go in the ocean. You can still go in some water, just not that water. Yeah. Then you're fine. Go in a lake. Maybe yeah. a snake will bite you, but it's not so bad. Problem solved. And you can poop anywhere you want in a lake. Yeah, I, I guess. I don't know if I want to... I'm just saying, you can't do that in a pool. You can do that in the ocean. Yeah, but if, we just said we're not getting in the ocean. Oh, we're I see what you're saying. not to get in the ocean because of danger. Right. You know, you can also use like a toilet or something. You don't have to... Still water. You don't have to go swimming, though. Still water. You don't need to go swimming. Drop the kids off at the pool, but don't do it literally. I just want to make sure you're not going swimming every time you need to take a poop. Yeah, there's no lakes around here. Yeah. Are so... Are, are you just holding it in until you can go swimming? Everywhere. Like, all winter long, like, oh, I can't wait till the spring so the water thaws and I can poop I again. I don't know why, but that's like a weird thought on the train the other day. I was like, what if people just, like, pooped whenever you had to poop? You just, like, you just did it. Like a like, horse? Yeah, you just, like, but you just did it and you they just walked around the streets. Um, because... I have a friend who has been to China, and apparently that's, like, not that uncommon there. Like, when people... Yeah. Like, they just pop, squat, and poop on the sidewalk. I I heard in India, too, that's, like, a huge problem. And they had to do, like, PSAs saying, like, please stop pooping in the streets. (laughs) Please don't do this anymore. Yeah, and here, only homeless people get to do it. (laughs) I'm so jealous of that. The world is your toilet. Well, if you're a man, you can kind of do that. Hey, I am a lady with lady parts who has peed off of a roof, so... I'm impressed. Yeah, everyone should be. It was a beautiful moment of drunken history. I saw a homeless guy one time uh, who was peeing on the sidewalk, but not like... Normally, you're, you're like facing like a thing. Not this guy. Facing straight down the sidewalk... With his dick out, peeing full force, yelling, look at me! Look at me! I mean, that's like a little redundant because everyone's looking at you. It's hard not to look at you. Yeah, there's no looking away. (laughs) But like my thing is, like living here, like, yeah, it sucks when you stumble upon like a train platform that someone shit on or like peed on. But like, you know what? MTA, you fucking lock your bathrooms at like a, a, a stupid hour. I had no idea the MTA had bathrooms. Yeah, there's bathrooms in a lot of train stations. This is news to me. gross. One time I used one and a woman thought I was a prostitute. And so she let me use the bathroom while she changed her clothes um, at the baby station outside the bathroom. Wait, how, how do you know she thought you were a prostitute? Um, 
because she was I was coming back from the Jazz H Lawn party uh-huh. where I'd gone in underwear and a robe and I looked very disheveled by the time I finally made it home. It's pretty hot. And she was like, Oh, long long night at work <laughs> and I was like Fuck. Fuck you. But like she was homeless, so <laughs> what does that mean? I mean, I was leaving the train station you know how, in my apartment, but... You know how the homeless think everyone's a prostitute. <laughs> you know that old, that old stereotype about homeless yeah. people. It was very funny. Did I ever tell you about the... Um, there's a guy in Richmond who... I, I assume he was homeless. I can't imagine this guy having a job. But he never asked for money or anything. He, we called him the bicycling complimenter. And he just rode around on a bicycle, just kind of casually pedaling along, just shouting compliments at people. He sounds lovely. He was wonderful. That is... Wow. He'd just ride around and be like, hey, that's a nice haircut. And just like drive off, never ask for money, never even slow down enough that you could give him money. Just shout nice things at you. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. He's a human Leslie Nope. <laughs> but not. Hey, have you lost weight? Time to go. Wow. There's... um in. Apparently, where Mackenzie lives, one of the gas stations, there's a man who gets paid to hold up signs all day. I've done that. Just, but he's like homeless man. Ah, like I was not homeless. Up, like the, the one he's got right now is like Hillary is a liar or something. Oh, that wasn't the kind of sign I was holding up either. <laughs> yeah, different. It's, you gotta see it. A lot of homeless people make a living holding up signs, actually. <laughs> That's basically the premise of being homeless. Yeah. Yeah. And it's weird living here um, because I working in Midtown, I have like regulars, mm. like regular homeless people I see in the same space every day. Mm. And like I see them get their coffee in the morning before they like sit down in their homeless squatting post. And it's just like, I wish, that, I know they see so many people every day, but I'm like, dude, you see me every day. I am never going to give you money. Mm. Never going to happen. Yeah. Oh, this is fun. So my mom, last time she was visiting, she saw a homeless man who was young and had a beard and reminded her of my brother. Mm-hmm. And she like has been obsessed with him and about how she wants to find him and give him money next time she comes back. Mm-hmm. And I was like, first of all, that's impossible. You will never find this man. Second of all, you are voting for Donald Trump. So I'm confused about why this one homeless person deserves money and the other ones get nothing yeah i i don't know i i've gotten so cynical about the homeless and like at some point you gotta you, you deal with so many of them you gotta disengage Absolutely. a little bit but i think like politically like i definitely support city programs sure to, you know help with the homeless like they do so living in washington heights like i see a lot of um efforts by the government here to like make sure kids have food during the summer and you know etc etc but there's so much more we could do like all seriously though why are there like never water fountains in any train station have you ever seen a water fountain in a yeah. train station that's fucking that's just fucked up that is ridiculous that there's not easy access to water yeah, and the fact that there's so limited public bathrooms. I mean, there's so many, there's so few places in New York that will let you use their bathroom, and if you don't, if you're not like a paying customer, right? And there are like, like I said, there are some train stations that have them, um, but they're disgusting, and they get locked up. I think it like, I honestly have no idea. I have to pee a lot, so I'm. I always think it's obscene when they're locked, but 
anyway, so getting back to to Bat this woman. Yeah, um, there's a scene where they they talk about the monster, and I, I made a note of just how insane the gaslighting is here. Where she says, she literally says, uh, "Now do you believe me about the monster I saw in the lab?" And he says, "No, the monster you saw before was much smaller." That's, yeah. Even after seeing the big monster. And she's like, um, well, if he can make a small one, I assume he can make a big one, too. And he's just like, no, 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 you're still crazy. <laughs> this is, And that's after he's seen it. Yeah. This is what I'm talking about when I said some of this stuff, it, it feels very progressive. The moments like these, if this had been made in 1948, I would say this is backwards. This was 1968. This is, this is, the, the feminism is going on. Women can vote at this point. Right. This is. And she never gets to wear clothes. No. <laughs> Women were allowed to wear clothes in 1968. That's true. That, That's a fact. That law had been repealed. All of the other women yeah. in this movie wear clothes. Yeah. She never does. So, um, so the doctor announces his plans to put a tracking chip on Batwoman's cape. Like, she wears the cape all the time. Like, yeah, she, she sleeps in it and showers in it and, like... Right. Of all the things she wears, the cape comes off a lot compared yeah. to, like, the bikini or the mask. <laughs> It'd be funny, though, if you, like, stuck a transmitter on her face. <laughs> <laughs> um, so... What did you think of the, the costume in, in general compared to other bat costumes? It, it's a little inconsistent compared... Because sometimes it's the bikini... And the cape and the mask. Sometimes there's no cape. Sometimes it's the full-on, uh, when she's wrestling, it's the, the full-on unitard. And unitards. sometimes it's just the mask and regular clothes. Yeah. Which looks really weird. It's very weird. Have you ever done that? Have you ever worn a Batman mask and regular clothes? Uh, I'm not going to answer that. <laughs> Don't want to give up your secret identity. I get it. No worries. Um, so. But what do you think of the, the costume in this movie? I think it's, like you said, inconsistent is a good word. She looks really hot. So She's I know a very good-looking woman. super, I don't know, bad to say, but I was like, on one hand, it's not an effective Batman costume, but she looks so good, I'm not even offended by it. <laughs> like, wow, you are just beautiful. It, it's so... I, I, There's also no Bat logo on her. No, that's a good point. Ever, at any point, not even in her wrestling one. And the ears are very small compared to, to a lot, yeah. She's dainty. She's a lady. <laughs> they have small ears. Um, th- there's no purpose behind it, really. It's not offering any kind of protection. From her. I guess it's, I mean, she's swimming so much. I guess it's kind of practical in that sense. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. It's not that hard to put on a bathing suit. I mean, if she's spending so much time in the water, I guess it doesn't make sense for her to constantly be having to change. She she, she, she can just... would have had a yeast infection. She had to change. That's a fact. Is that a true? Wear, yeah. If you, like, sit in a wet bathing suit or, like, you work out really hard in, in tight pants and you don't change them, yeast infection. Being a woman sounds terrible. It is not a good time a lot of the time. Why didn't she use her yeast infection as one of her gadgets? <laughs> Can you get a yeast infection from keeping too many gadgets in your in your vagina? I imagine so. Yeah. Oh <laughs> fuck yeah, you would definitely get that. If you just got a magnesium flare stuck up there for a few days. I'll do it. You just never use your cooch for storing anything, drug people. <laughs> um anyway. 
So the the uh, oh, so they attach the tracking thing to her robe. Nope, cape is the word. Yeah, and she goes home and she changes her clothes. And right before she goes to bed, she, well, first she's she's wrestling in a ring for a bit, and her stunt double has like a solid fifty pounds on her. Yeah, it's very clear when it's the stunt also double. Very tall. Yeah. Um, so she's very tall. She's she's uh, wrestling. She wins a wrestling match. That's when they attach the transmitter to her robe. Uh-huh. Uh, and Mario, her agent friend, comes in to her See, house. Hey, agent Mario. See, ooh, I like that. Yeah. For a drink, while she changes, I like this. She's like, hey, do you want a drink? He's like, yeah. She's like, okay, make us one. Yeah, spot woman. Yes, that's amazing. Diamonds. Yeah, diamonds. So she takes off her cape and puts it on her bed. And they go have drinks, and Dr. Williams is like, we're going to wait till midnight to release the fish. Yeah. I just spilled water all over my crotch. <laughs> and then this is, it, again, uh, the part of the movie where it's a, it's a monster movie. She's not smart or capable uh, or, or anything. She, she's just like this dainty little woman. Kind of. Because she finds the transmitter, and... Um, yeah, she finds the transmitter, and she goes to show Mario, and she's like, no. And she pins it to her pajamas and goes to sleep. Yeah, and also there's, there's a kind of weird thing here where th- this is part of why I was so unclear about what their relationship is, because he spends the night and... Because he doesn't think she's safe. Yeah, again, kind of a, a little... Uh, Damseling her. Damseling, yeah. Like, oh, I'm just worried about you. I'm going to sleep on your couch. Yeah. Maybe he just liked how nice her house was. Yeah, maybe. It was a very nice house. Yeah. But but it felt so inconsistent that, like, for a good part of this movie, she's very smart and capable, and she's a crack shot and a great athlete and doing kung fu and wrestling. And then suddenly, oh, you're not safe in your house. I've got to protect you from this. It just didn't feel consistent with who she's been up to this point. Well, it does, because she doesn't damsel herself. Mm -hmm. She is very aware of what she's doing. She always has a plan. She is that person. But then it's interesting when you see the men react to her as a woman as opposed to reacting to her as if she were Batman. But she goes along with it. She's not saying, no, I am capable. She's like, okay, I guess you're right. I guess I'm... Yeah, but it's not worth fighting with. I mean, any... Any woman who's been in a workplace where you're more competent than a, than a male supervisor, mm-hmm. well, yeah, that's what you do. Otherwise, you get fired. Yeah, I, I guess that makes sense. And they're friends, and he and like she probably knows like he's got her best interests at heart. Yeah, like he's not doing it. And, and again, though, the, part of why I was unclear about their relationship is he says he's going to spend the night, and she immediately goes and changes into like some skimpy lingerie. And yeah. Then, just like goes to sleep. Yeah. And like isn't trying to seduce him or anything. Maybe she's just so sexy that she just sleeps in sexy lingerie all the time. That's what all women do, right? No. That's mm-hmm. that's how they how women act in my in my imagination. I have like three pairs of pajamas and I'm just sleep naked ninety percent of the time. At least. That's my other fantasy about how women <laughs> how women act all the time. Yeah, that's but like my pajamas are major boner killers. Uh, yeah. that's not good. No, I love them. They're so cozy and comfortable, but they are not sexy. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway. So 
she pins this, she finds the tracking device in her cape and pins it to her shoulder strap. Mm-hmm. And then Pisces emerges from the water, just waving his arms around like a maniac. Yeah, like he can't put them down. Like, was <laughs> the suit too small or? I, I don't know. It was weird. I don't know why he kept flailing his arms. Also, I made a note here. Why does the fish man have claws? That is not a human or fish characteristic. <sighs> and those eyes are not really fish eyes. They look like flies' eyes. It looked like the creature from the Black Lagoon. It That's was exactly the same costume. It very well. If you told me this was literally the same costume, I would totally believe that. No, I really think it was. So uh, she, he makes his way to her room while she's asleep, and she freaks out when she sees him. And uh, but Mario comes to to rescue her, but Pisces beats him up and carries her off. Uh, while she's unconscious in a shot that it's just, it is literally like that famous creature from the Black Lagoon shot where he's like carrying her into the water. Oh, yeah. It is 100% that exact same shot. Um. So as he's carrying her into the ocean, Mario shoots Pisces and he drops Batwoman and Mario and Pisces at this big slug fest. Which is basically Pisces just drowning Mario yeah, for like much. two minutes. Yeah. And like just every time Mario comes up for air, Pisces just like puts his hand on his face <laughs> and like pushes him back a under. Very one sided fight. It's funny. And and the transmitter gets wet and so the scientists assume Pisces must be in the water, which seems like a a big it's a reach. Yeah. Yeah. And so they, they force him to, to come back. And then Batwoman reveals that she found the transmitter, but didn't think it would lead the monster to them. What did she think the transmitter was going to do? Oh, she thought that it was just going to lead like the bad guy, like the same guys who tried to kidnap her that time and rape her. Oh, okay. Because I know I want to put on my sexy lingerie (laughs) and attract the guys who tried to rape me that time. Yeah, exactly. That's Uh, If you think (laughs) some guys are going to come rape you, the thing to do is just not tell anyone, just put on some lingerie and go to sleep. Yeah, that's really what you should do. Yeah. Like, it was almost inconsiderate of her to even put clothes on. <laughs> um, that is, again, this goes to her not, if she had said, I found this, and then she had said something to Mario, or she had put on her bad costume, or set some kind of trap, or done something to prepare for the bad guys coming, that would have been great. But the fact that she found it and then went to sleep, it makes it... I think it's crazy that she managed to fall asleep. Yeah. It, it just... Like, I thought she was, like, fake sleeping because she kept doing that hand thing, which was just, like, draw attention to your cleavage. <laughs> she had faked slept, even. That would That's another weird she recurring... She fell asleep. But fake sleeping is like a recurring Batman trope is pretending to be <laughs> we unconscious. Know, we need to get like a whiteboard and like... Like, if, like I like for people to imagine that your apartment is us like putting up things and like connecting things with string. And oh, like, that'd be great. That would be amazing. Yeah. We could do that in your hallway. We have space for it. Yeah. I used to have this, um, this apartment where uh, we made like a giant wall of that, my, my roommates and I where we would cut out all these things from newspapers and pin them to the wall and put all these strings. That sounds amazing. It was fantastic. Do it, was, it here. Yeah. It's so cool. It's like wallpaper. Yeah. It was like a really fun party game whenever people came over. We're like, hey, we got this whole box of like newspapers. We got string. We got post-its. We got markers. Anything you want to put up, 
go nuts. That's amazing. It was really fun. The closest thing I've ever had to that was I have a friend who had, um, when they were living in their house, they had this big, like, old painting, mm-hmm. and they would have, um, like, they'd keep, like, Sharpies, and then it'd be like, everyone draw on it. So people get drunk and draw things on this. It actually looked really cool. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't have anything like that. Maybe I'll set that up again because that was so much fun. Every time we had a party, like the next day I'd come down and I'd look at it and there'd be all these new things I hadn't seen before and like people would change where the strings were were connected to. And one night somebody drew like Hitler mustaches on every single picture of everyone on the whole wall. That's me. That's what I would do. (laughs) It was really fun. Just like the ADD hyper focus of like everyone gets a mustache. (laughs) There's no dog here to talk to. So I'm going to give everyone a mustache. (laughs) Um, so the scientists decide to capture the secret agent so Batwoman will look for him. This is the moment where I notice there's only like 10 minutes left in the movie. I'm like, this can't possibly, this YouTube video can't be the entire thing. There's got to be like a part two to this because this felt nowhere near the end. This is the point where I was like, why is this so long? Oh my God. <laughs> I mean, it felt long but it felt like there was no way they could possibly wrap everything up i didn't even care i was just like i'm <laughs> only watching the 10 minutes more and that's it so they the scientist stages a motorcycle accident and when the secret agents stop to help they they kidnap them and which ba- is a good lesson for children yeah Do never help, help anyone that woman tries to sneak onto the boat and she is immediately captured. Yeah. Like within five seconds. They're just trying to wrap things up really fast here. So they put her on the operating table and, and planning to, to turn her into a fish woman, but she plants the transmitter on the scientist before they can, before they can do that. Mm-hmm. And so Pisces attacks the scientist, but he... But and the destroys the lab. Yeah, he starts. He literally just like flips over a table, and it's like everything's on fire. Yeah, which and is probably the Pisces' worst nightmare. <laughs> yeah, really. Uh, the secret agents get free, and they release Batwoman, and she just announces that the yacht is going to explode. There was a lot of fire. I guess, but did she? I'm just headcanning that she planted a bomb before she got captured. That it she was, seems so capable. She seems so capable of that. Like. Yeah, if you assume she planted a bomb and, like, was captured intentionally, like, allowed herself to be captured, then she seems cool and badass again. Yeah, let's do that. That's our headcanon. Okay, I'm assuming that. And so they escape just before the yacht explodes. And, oh, my God, this ending. We got to talk about this. Pull off my face skin. <laughs> this ending. Throw it away last so I can release the rape that is inside this. of me. It was so bad. This may be the worst ending of any, definitely the worst ending of any movie we've I seen so, so far. I was so angry. I threw my notebook. This was really bad. So they go back to Batwoman's house. Yeah. Uh, and it's the two guys that know who she is. They're talking and they're like. The two secret agents. Yeah. They're like, you guys got really lucky with that, with Pisces attacking the doctor. That must have been like, that was a blessing from God. And she walks in and she's like. That wasn't God. <laughs> I planted the transmitter on him, so if they tried to attack us with the thing, it would attack him. Why are they, when they chose to call her into this, why are they so hesitant to believe she's capable of anything? Because she has a vagina that's full of tools. <laughs> <laughs> Which could also be the title of a book about my romantic history. A vagina, vagina full, full of tools. tools. <laughs> um, 
different kind, obviously. Sure. Um, yeah. So that happens and they're like, wow, that's great. Mm -hmm. And then they're like drinking their drinks and she screams bloody murder. And I'm like, Pisces survived. He's followed her back to the house. And now he wants to be her friend slash butler. No, there's a fucking mouth. (laughs) She literally jumps into the air. Like a cartoon elephant. Yeah. She grabs, like, their shoulder. She jumps into, like, one of their arms. Like Scooby-Doo. Yeah. Yeah. And screaming that there's a mouse. And they just start laughing. And they look at each other and, like, huh, women. Women, eh? The end. I was... Okay. (laughs) I have a mouse problem in my apartment right now. Yeah. I don't like them. Yeah. They're fucking nasty creatures. They eat each other alive. I once did a science fair project with one, came home... I found uh, the skin of a mouse. They'd eaten everything but the skin. I once found one that was like, where it was like it was sawed in half. They ate the top half and left the bottom half. It was fucking disgusting. I've seen a lot of Chelsea's Animal Corner on this episode. This is a lot of Chelsea's Animal Corner. I'm fucking, not terrified of them, but they are disgusting. And I'm very aware of their capacity for eating each other. So I assume that transfers to humans as well. Like I said, big mouse problem at my apartment right now. Doing a lot to fight that. But I keep finding mouse poops. Like, on my bed. Mm. And I'm just like, I know they're coming for me. They're going to eat me in my sleep. And everyone's like, that's fucking crazy. And I'm like, you haven't seen what I've seen. These mice do. (laughs) Anyway, I don't... I'm putting in traps. I don't want to clean up the traps because I'm afraid the thing is still alive. That's what Mackenzie's job is. He's going to help with that. That's fine. But, like, Batwoman would not do that. Yeah. Batwoman would stomp on them, the mouse with her, like, foot. Just until it's dead. Even you, as someone who is very scared of mice, I can't imagine you freaking out and screaming, no, a I'd mouse! Fuck, and- no, I'd fucking, I would, my immediate response would be, fucking kill it. Yeah. I. This is a good example. I heard one moving around in my trash can, grabbed the heaviest candle off of my shelf, smashed all of the trash in my cr- trash can until I felt it stop moving, slash heard no more noise, and went back to sleep. I woke up, like, I woke up to hear the mouse, that was my gut reaction, and then went back to sleep. This is cartoonishly sexist. Oh, yes. This is... Like, if, if the only way it could have been worse is if she'd fainted. Yeah. Which I think she might have done with Pisces earlier. I think that might have... I'm not sure. Yeah, I think she was so afraid she fainted. That, that maybe would be a legitimate reason. That's a le- you, she didn't realize until his hand was, like, on her titties, and so his face would have been, like, all up in it, and... He was but she's supposed to be the, the hero of she this. She was asleep. But she shouldn't be going to sleep when she believes there's men coming to rape her. I agree. Never go to sleep when you think someone's going to rape you. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to sound like I'm victim blaming, but if you think there's men coming to rape you and your reaction is, let me go to sleep, let me put on some lingerie and go to sleep. Right. You're sending a mixed signal. Yeah. <laughs> like your defense attorney is going to have... Okay, it's gonna be tough. Yeah, she's I, supposed I just hated to... it so much. I was like, it's so out of character. She's so confident. She's such a badass through she... the whole thing. I mean, literally parts twenty of it. minutes There's into the movie, she's like, "We should go arrest that Doctor Williams guy." And the men are like, "No, we don't have any proof." And she's like, "It all points. He collects fish. He did it." And they're like, "No." And she's like, okay, well, I'm going to sneak on and get evidence. And they're like, still no, you're not sure what you saw. We didn't see it. You have vagina eyes. You can't see things. Maybe your period clouded your vision and your hormones made you crazy for a minute. And you started a nuclear war. And that's why you can't be woman president. 
that that rant started to go in a different direction. Yeah, I feel it, like he stopped talking about Batwoman at what? some point. What? But then to have the fucking she saved your fucking ass. Yeah. Like, dude, you were just gonna he was gonna fucking kill you. Yeah. He's gonna probably turn her into fish batwoman and then have fish batwoman kill those guys. And that was like a smart thing to do to plant the transmitter. Yeah. On the, the doctor that was smart. Very smart. She planned everything out. She planned the bomb, which probably Possibly. did happen. Maybe. And okay. I really there were parts that were clearly cut from this, so yeah, I would it not felt like be they were. surprised. Um and then at the end, just to have her it just bugged me so much to have that. It felt very inconsistent it of who. You, transmitter. Uh, 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 uh. It bothered me so much. <laughs> it bothered me so much the, the inconsistency of having. It, it was the secret agent's idea to bring her in. He starts off the movie. Thank ex- God he did, or they would have never caught the guy. Yeah, but he starts it off by explaining to us how smart she is and how capable and what a good marksman and a, a good uh, martial artist and all this. He's she can clearly, hold her breath a really long time. Yeah. He's clearly aware of these things. He clearly, it, it's at the start, he clearly has respect for her. And he she does nothing to lose that. He just, it just goes away. It's almost like he's mad that he didn't figure it out. Yeah. Like, like she saved his ass. I mean, he didn't write the movie. That's not... But, like, the fact that they were like, oh, we're going to make Batwoman. And then they were like, we have to make her the hero? Yeah. And she has to save men? Because there is that whole, like, machismo culture yeah. of Latin American countries that it's very real, very pre- prevalent. But at the same time, and I understand it's just supposed to be a joke. It's whatever. But it doesn't fucking make sense. What would you do if you were making this movie? How would you change it to make it good? Um... First of all, I'd cut out a lot of just the underwater scenes. And a lot of the wrestling scenes. And a, a lot of the wrestling scenes, yeah. Um, I'd get rid of everything to do with wrestling. There's no reason for that to be a part of this. Yeah, I think that's fair. Um, I think it would be cool if she had a female sidekick. I, I could see that. That could be good. Like, you could even still have her name be Robin. Yeah, um, it, it replaced like one of the secret agents because they were kind of redundant. It was basically the same character. Well, it was like one was a an international agent, so he uh-huh. could give them like information from all over the world. But I was like, this isn't a series that doesn't matter. Yeah, this isn't it, it from felt San Diego. Yeah, it felt like they could have done everything with just one guy, and it would yeah. have just streamlined it, made it less complicated. Right. Um, I would have changed Igor's name to not be Igor. Yeah. I would have that was very on the nose. Too much. I would have returned the uh, creature from the Black Lagoon costume and made a different one. Yeah, from scratch, scratchy scratch. I would have gotten her some clothes, not for yeah. all of it. Don't get me wrong, that bikini is awesome. It's super cool. Yeah. Uh, the ending. I mean, if you're even if you keep the same ending, I think it would have been fucking hilarious if in my head canon of it's. That woman, Robin, who is the agent, uh, and then the man, who's another agent, and then the man sees a mouse and jumps into their arms. Yes. That would have been really funny. That would have been great. And a good way to end it. And it still is tongue-in-cheek, and it's... Because no one likes mice. If you saw a fucking mouse run across your living room, you wouldn't be like, oh, good, a roommate. 
It'll poop on all of my things. No, but that actually would have been a good joke because the it the woman really funny. jumping out. It's kind of what you expect, and we haven't really established her firmly enough as being brave that it's really ironic. Right. For but if we did that with the man, you have definite irony. That would be a funny joke. Right. That would work. That is worked. how you make a joke. Yeah. I know I love that idea. That would be that'd be much better. Yeah. And I also hate the fish thing. The fish thing does yeah. not make sense. I hate the fish thing. I They should have made it Albert Fish. Uh we this is we made it through almost the whole episode without getting into psychopaths and just, true crime I've stuff. I've been listening to H. H. Holmes stuff on the way over here. So. It's really good. They're making a movie of H. H. Holmes with uh, the book, the Devil in the White Devil City. White. Have you read that book? I love it. It's amazing. It's so good. I have like four or five of. Um, I think his name's Jonathan Larson. It's definitely Jay Larson. I think um, he's got like four or five other books that I really want to read. They're in my Amazon cart, but I am poor because I live here. Mm-hmm. Um, you haven't read it, read it. I just started listening to True Crime Garage. I love that show. It's so good. Really good. Both of the guys on there are solid. They do good research. I listened to the one they did about uh, the Black Dahlia, Elizabeth mm-hmm. Short. Yeah. And I was really curious as to what Elizabeth Short looked like. So I Googled her and accidentally got a bunch of post-mortem pictures of her, which was horrifying. Yeah, it's really heavy. You should not do that at night. Do not Google Elizabeth Short. No. Just take it for granted. She's a... a it's pretty a pretty woman. She's, she's from very the, attractive. Yeah. But those crime scene photos are horrific. Yeah. All you need to know, just pretty woman, brown hair, very 1940s looking. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Um, I love the episode they have um, with, they have a true crime author, Jeremy Renner, on there. Mm-hmm. Um, so great. They are one of my favorite true crime podcasts. They're great. Um, so, so if you're looking for one of those. Yeah. Where do you put... Oh, I didn't write this woman's name. What's the name of the woman? I don't think we ever get her actual name. Oh, maybe we did. Um, but, but the actress. What's the name of the... Oh, I have no idea what the actress's name is. That's very unlike me. Yeah. Um, let's see. We can cut this part out. We know everything. I was trying to find the character's name because I don't think we ever get one. No, it's weird that we we don't. That never comes up. They never address her by name. Because she's a generic female figure. Oh, no, it's not. Her name is Gloria. Oh, I didn't know that. They said that at some point. I wrote it down. It's right there underneath. She drove a boat out there as herself to go try to see Dr. Williams. And they were like, he's not taking visitors today. Go the fuck away. (laughs) Gloria. I think that actually she's very cool. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's, I think most of this is awesome. Uh, I have big drawbacks with like, where do your gadgets come from? Yeah, that's a, that's a good question. Uh, I, I like our headcanon of her cooch. Sure. But, um, a utility snatch is not necessarily real. More, uh, Monty, Monty, M-O-N-T-I. That's Monty. her. Yeah. That's her name. Um, also, Gloria, it's just such a generic name. I don't know. All right, so we've got nine. This is going to be the 10th entry on our big list of Batman. At the top, we've got Dolphy from James Batman, then Catherine Victor from The Wild World of Batwoman, Adam West, Low Batman, Jack Smith from Batman Dracula, 
Robert Lowry, then No One, and tied at the bottom is Lewis Wilson and Joel Phillips from Batman TM, the the fan film we watched. Yes, yes. So where, let's start at, what is the, the lowest you would consider for her? Let's do what is the lowest, Probably, what is the highest, and we'll... Who's number three right now? Adam West. I would say number three. You would put him, put her just above Adam West, between Adam yes. West and Catherine Victor, and what is the highest you would um, consider? Who's number one? Dolphy. I literally just read this. Dolphy. Um, maybe number three. I think I want to put her at number three. <laughs> so your lowest and your highest are the same place. Here's my justification. Okay. She's not the best Batman character. Mm. She's not the best Batwoman character. Mm. But there are a bunch of very cool things about her that embody the essence of Batman. Uh-huh. Um, obviously, she's missing on a lot of the the utility stuff. A lot of that's due to it being a low-budget production. Whatever. I mean, talking about this, she had more gadgets than I realized she had. Yeah, that's she, true. She had smoke grenades. She had the magnesium flare. She had a radio. She had a gun. Yeah. Um, that's more than that's a lot a of lot. these. Yeah. Um, I mean, Lewis Wilson just had a rope. That he should have hung himself with. <laughs> just kidding. A little suicide humor. Um, that's more than like Robert Lowry, Lewis Wilson, Joel Phillips, and Jack Smith combined. That's true. That's more than our first four Batman combined. Yeah. Had. I don't think that she was as well organized. No, that's not what I'm going to say. I think that with... The other Batwoman character, she used her the people around her wisely, and she was clearly the person that was in the position of like, I make the rules, I call the shots, definitely, whatever. This Batwoman, not so much, and I don't think that is through the character's fault or the actress's fault. I think the actress played the part well. I just think that it was written so that like, even though they were trying to make this like a feminist thing, I'm sure they, I'm sure that never came up at a writer's table, Mm -hmm. but they were like women. Yeah. We'll make a bat woman. That's cool. It's like Batman with tits. Um, I just can't put it above. I couldn't put her above number two, but I, I don't really think she deserves to be that far down the list because I didn't (sighs) hate watching this. Yeah. Sometimes it's hard to compare some of these because there's ways that I, like, like, I almost don't think she should even be on the list because it's so different. Yeah. I, I mean, some of these are, are so... There, there's some ways that I think she's much better than Adam West. And there are moments when she seems so much more capable. And then there's some moments where she's just this damsel in distress. Right. And I feel or like... Or she plays the damsel in distress. I don't feel like she's pretending, though. I feel like... Is that how you read it? Is that... Sometimes. Like, the... Like the lingerie and go to sleep scene she intentionally she tells him she's like i'm sorry that was my fault i played it like this because i thought this was gonna happen if she's not a damsel in distress in that scene then she's a crazy person she is a crazy person i mean but she's batwoman batman is a crazy person that is Um, not a normal human response (laughs) to losing your parents but she's not just crazy she's that plan makes no sense to say, there's a bunch of people coming to murder me. Let me put on some lingerie and go to sleep. One word for you. Fish man. <laughs> that's two words. Those that's one word. He's making a fish man. Fish man? Fish man. That's like a per- person's name. At least a hyphen. Albert Fishman. <laughs> Man, full circle. <laughs> I don't know. Where would you put her as like the lowest you would put her? I, I think there's no way we can put her below 
Jack Smith. I think she's absolutely got to be above him. What number is he? Uh... Five? Okay. One, yeah, so we're not that, not that far off. Yeah. Would you put her above Adam West? <sighs> I don't think so. I think I'd put her below Adam West. I think... I think that's fair. I think between Adam West and Little Batman? Yeah, I think that's a good... She definitely is better than Little Batman, although the special effects are not necessarily... You get such a big smile every time you think of Little I Batman. I love Little Batman. You know there's more than one episode? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's cute. All right, so we're going to put her on one, two, three, number four, right below number Adam four. West? That's pretty good. Okay. That means in our top five Batman, two of them are women. Yeah, that's impressive. I don't know how long that's going to stay that way, but it's... Well, because uh, we stopped making Batwomen movies. Yeah, there's not that many... <laughs> Uh, you want to take a quick break and we'll do a fan film? Yeah. That right, sounds good. Okay, we're back. We watched The Disagreement, a fan film where Wonder Woman and Catwoman are having tea together in their, their alter egos, their secret identities, their non-secret identities. They're public, yet they're public not identities. Wonder Woman and Catwoman. They're yeah, Selena Diana. Kyle and Diana Prince. Yeah. Speaking of things that are degrading to women. Not a good week for women here on Na 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 podcast. Wow, it was fucking. At first, I was like, this is all right. I'm in with this because um, Catwoman is like, look at this diamond that I stumbled upon. It was real steel. And I was and she like, she has an absurdly big, like the size of a baseball yeah. diamond. And it was not a baseball diamond, but no, like. No, <laughs> a diamond the size of a baseball. <laughs> But I was like, okay, this is like kind of funny, tongue in cheek. What are we gonna? Hmm. Where are we going from here? Um, they quickly become very passive aggressive, very catty towards each other. Yeah, and very, uh, very catty. Catty. Yeah, yeah. I, I heard it. Um, and then it like turns into them talking about men. So it's a three minute long film with at least a minute of credits that does not pass the Bechdel test. Yeah, and it's. It cuts back and forth between like them having tea, and then it'll be like a really hard cut to them, their costumes, and their fighting. Sometimes it's both them and their costumes. Sometimes it's just one. Like, it's really confusing. I was like, why is this happening? Is this like, are we supposed to, do they really not know who the other one is? Well, they don't seem to know each other at all. Cause they're, they're friends, I guess, but they're, they had to ask, like, so what is it you do again? Oh, you're, you work for the military? Oh, that's... That's nice. Yeah. And then they, like, bring up Bob and Bruce, who are obviously both Batman. Yeah. Diana Prince, uh, Wonder Woman, says that she's been dating a guy named Bruce. Right. And then Catwoman says she's been dating a man. And Diana asks, what's your guy's name? And she's like, oh, I call him Bob. Bitch, did you not get his real name? Because then you're not dating. (laughs) You do you not know that Bob is not a nickname for Bruce? Oh my god. And then Bruce shows up. I mean Bob shows up. First of Both, all, either one. no thief in the world leaves their front door unlocked. Yeah. They, I, this is Selena Kyle yes. Catwoman's house. She's like, knock, knock, knock. Oh, doesn't even look to see who it is. She's just like, come in. You're a villainess. Yeah. You're a, not a good lady. Hmm. Someone bad could be there to get you. But sure. yeah, sure. Just like buzz them in. Not even buzz. Just like yell, come in. Like this is friends and we leave our doors unlocked all the time. And then the women are like, Bruce? Bob? Bob? 
And then they get into a cat fight, and that's the whole fucking thing. Yeah. Like, two strong, capable women who are obviously on some level friends would get into a fucking fist fight over a piece of shit man who is dating both of them. And the the grunting and the fighting continues over the credits. There's a lot of, uh, uh, ooh, ee, oh. But it's so bad. Yeah. I, uh, the thing is, female friendships are so incredible that, like, it's something I talk about all the time with my friends and with just random women that you meet. There's, like, a real camaraderie between women because of this sense of, like, you kind of have to stick together. So, like, this is by two girls. It did say it was written by a guy. So, in his version, they were probably, like, topless and, like, eating pudding out of a tub they're both in. I, I would watch know. that movie. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> You're a man. That's easy. But I just, I hated it so much. I rolled my eyes so much. My eyes are sore from how much I rolled my eyes over that two minutes. Uh, so let's put the the director, and I think he's one of the writers too, and he, he played Bob slash Bruce, uh, David Noble. He's at the bottom. Yeah, I don't expect. I was going to say, let's put him at the bottom. I had a feeling we were, would be in agreement. Yep. Straight at the bottom. Like, uh, I almost don't want to put him on the list. Yeah. He's it's... barely in there. You only see his back for like a, a second. Oh, fuck. Do you recommend the disagreement? Would you recommend our, our um, listeners watch this? If you're a woman who wants to get, and a feminist who wants to get like angry about something, then yeah, that'll fire you up. Don't watch this. Don't it, watch just don't, it. Don't watch it. Now I'm all like mad. I'm going to punch somebody. Do you recommend they watch La Mujer Batwoman? <laughs> La Mujer <laughs> yes. Murcielago? I mean, it's it's kitschy. It's it's okay. I, I don't know. Do I, you smoke weed? Yeah. Watch this movie. <laughs> I don't know. I, I think this one's a, a pass for, for me. It's it's If you feel so inclined, check it out. I'm not going to really recommend it. No, I wouldn't recommend it. Um... Or if you're someone who's like really into old horror movies, I can you, see that you could you might find some interest in this. Also, if you're super really into old horror movies, please find out if that's actually the costume for the creature from the Black Lagoon. That'd be great. I got a friend who I, I think is listening to this. I'll see, and he loves old horror movies. I'll see if he can uh, can tell us. Please do. Yeah, I'll get in touch with him. You uh, have anything you want to plug this week? Uh, same stuff as always. Find me on Facebook, Danny Rathbun, R A T H B U N. I'm also on Twitter at Danny Rathbun, Facebook, uh, I mean, uh, uh, Instagram at yakbutter27. Uh, like and subscribe on the, like our Facebook page, subscribe to the podcast. If you want to leave us a rating, it really, really helps us get bumped up, uh, helps more people find us. Uh, that's about it for me. All right. Um, I'm on Facebook at Chelsea Jackson. It's Chelsea with a Y at the end because my mom was being original. Uh, Instagram is a mouthy broad and, um, Twitter is also a mouthy broad, I think. Um, yeah. This is our final Batman movie of the sixties, but we're not totally done with that decade because next week we're going to be talking about the adventures of Batman TV show. Cool. It's an animated show with the first Returning Batman, Adam West, is coming back. Because he's so good. Coming back. He plays Batman in a bunch of stuff. Yeah. I thought it was just the, the Including one... Including Family Guy. 
<laughs> but he, he's in a bunch of different Batman TV shows, and he's also in the two Batman, um, not Batman, the two uh, TV specials, Legion, Legends of the Superheroes, that we'll be doing at some point. So that's it. That's what we're going to be talking me. about. Bye. Bye.